Okay, good morning. Today's class is Lunishmat Yechmel Diana Bugadaya, Lunishmat Nisin Chaim Ben Yochanan, and Lunishmat Sian Ben Ema. Also, Simcha Nasan Ben Sissel is having a procedure today. Meshim give him success. And also, Yerashimayim of and success of Lishab Ben Avaka, the Elbin Lisheva, Shepherd Ben Shepherd Vada Lisheva, Reina Malka, Batova Basha. God willing, please rate and share the podcast on Spotify. And God willing, if anybody um, have limited spots for whoever wants to do a one-on-one 10-minute phone calls, we've been successful in that. You can book it on the website, gedal.com, G-E-D-A-L-E.com. Okay, we got a great topic today. We have a great book, Leader, Lessons in Leadership by the great late Rabbi Yohanan Sachs. Uh, another, some other practical stuff from um, Brian Johnson. And a little bit from Rav Nachman on Lesson 56, and a couple quotes from Jim Rohr. Great, great concept on leadership. The reason why I want to talk about leadership this week is obviously because of the, um, the situation with the spies. This is, was one of the greatest collective failures of leadership that we just went through. So this is, anytime our, our sages always tell us we have to live with the Parsha, we have to live with the moment. You could see what's going on in the country. There's a, a tremendously failed leadership. I would tell you today, today, the country, there's failed leadership, people are, 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 are losing hope, etc. But also, it's very important that our Creator wants us first to, especially with, you know, you're not just lead, you're leading yourself, you're leading your children. So this class is really for not only businessmen, parents, any form of leadership. And this is really, when we talk about leadership, we're really, really talking about Malchus, and Kabbalistically, that is our vessel, our ability to lead. God gives us the ability to lead based on becoming leaders ourselves. To the extent where we take responsibility in our lives, that gives us the ability to draw more shefa, more blessings in our life. To the degree that we run away from responsibility, then our blessings run away from us. Period. When you, when you embrace responsibility, you're embracing, you're welcoming blessings. When you're running away from responsibility, also blessings run away from you. So look at the areas of our lives where we've shrunk responsibilities, other things have left too. So this is one of the, Rabbi Sachs talks about something beautiful. That the fact that it was one of the greatest collective failures of leadership, and the reason why is because we spoke about before, it's very, very important that God wants us to reveal the greatness that we have inside of us. And this is an area that the spies did not get, even though they were told by Rahav, they were told, I know that the Lord has given you the land and the fear has fallen upon us. And all the inhabitants of the land melt away. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water in the Red Sea before you came out of Egypt and the two kings of Moriah. It talks about all the tremendous amounts of victories that you have no reason to be afraid. You have no reason not to go into something brand new, etc. with leadership. So this is one of the reasons why the leadership at the end of the day went, went bad. And he takes something beautiful here. One of the fundamental tasks of any leader from president to parent is to give people a sense of confidence in themselves, right? In the group in which they are part of and the mission itself, a leader must have faith that the people he leads inspire them to have faith in them. And he says here, um, Mr. Cantor of the Harvard Business School writes in his book, Confidence, leadership is not about the leader, it's about how he or she or them or whatever builds confidence in everybody else. Confidence by the way, in Latin means to have faith together. Beautiful, never heard of it. Confidence means to have faith together. One of Rabbi Nachman's messages is, he told his followers, you can all be just like me, which would be completely ridiculous to even think that way. But Rabbi Nachman, exactly what he wanted to do is he was so obsessed 
with making leaders and leaders and leaders. This is why current constantly encouraged us. Not only do you have to learn the teachings, but you have to give them away. I want you to become a leader. I want you to develop malchus. I want you to start leading people. And this is one of the amazing things that he, that he says. So let's talk about practicality and how do, we, how do we become the greatest leaders. I took this from a bunch of books in psychology. I just want to give a great quote from Jim Rome. Jim Rome is a phenomenal speaker. He was Tony Robbins' mentor. He says, the challenge of leadership is to be strong, but not to be rude. To be kind, but not to be weak. To be bold, but not to be a bully. To, to be thoughtful, but not to be lazy. To be humble, but not to be timid. To be proud, but not to be arrogant. To have humor, but without bully. We must learn to help those who deserve it, not just those who need it. Life responds to, to the deserve, not to the need. My mentor said, let's go do it, not you go do it. Beautiful concept. Let's go do it. Let's go do it. We're going to talk about the key elements on what successful leadership is all about. With our kids, let's go do it. We can do better. Instead of you could do better. You understand? Talking down to people. Let's go do it. Rab Nachman specifically gave us this message. Where did he give us this message? He gave us this message in the Turkey Prince. That print, that story about when you're dealing with difficult people, people who are not, who are, who are dis- having, destroying their lives, you have to go down with them, you have to do it together. I can't sit above the table and tell somebody down, you're a, you're a loser, you do this, you do this. This is what I'm trying to explain to you. I went through all these challenges with everybody. So I've done them. I know where you guys are at. There's a, the, you can do it 100%. Trying to get, I'm trying to get the spark out of everybody to believe and stop creating, recognizing that all these limited behaviors and all, they'll all go away once you get enough momentum. All of this will go away. All of this negativity, I've been through it, it will all go away once you start getting momentum, etc. So this is where we have to say, not, not you do it, let's go do it. Let's go do it. Imagine just that change. And let's go do it versus you need to do this. Unbelievable the way you say something. And he says, good people are found, not changed. Recently I had a headline. We don't teach our people to be nice. We simply hire nice people. Wow, that's a clever shortcut. It's a phenomenal speaker. But it's so much, so much message. And this is, this is definitely the message of, of Rab Nachman on how to have that warmth. All his teachings, why are we so drawn to these teachings? Because they have tremendous, they have high expectations, but they have tremendous amount of warmth. They have tremendous amount of, you can fail 10 times, it's okay. Focus on the process, focus on the process, focus on the process. Nobody is bad. We are all great souls, but sometimes the computer programming needs to be updated. The computer programming needs to be updated. So practically, if you look at Rabbi's, Rabbi Rush's book, on the Garden of Education, pretty much says the same thing as the Garden of Marriage, that when you fix yourself, your marriage gets better. When you fix yourself, your kids get better. It's more of an instruction, more of what we focus today, where you see too much, you see too much frustration today. It's too much instruction, not enough demonstration. I would say that's the core element today. That we want to demonstrate more and instruct less. Because at the end of the day, your lesson should be so loud, you shouldn't even have to say anything. 
If I, we want to get to the point, we want to influence people in our lives, we don't even have to say anything. We demonstrate. We demonstrate. When we demonstrate, when we go through hard times, and we show resilience, we don't even need to talk about Amuna. We're showing Amuna. But when you're doing more talking and less demonstrating, how in the, how in the world can you get the results? Why would it, Tell a kid, go to shul, and the father's home. <laughs> I mean, the, the, impossible, but just to even think about that. It's so ridiculous that you should be home and tell your kid to go to shul. And then, unfortunately, we have fallen, we've, we have seen this, this problem today. We have seen some, some Jewish schools that after they go to school, it's, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. I've seen that. I've seen all this Jewish school for what? It should be, this is a school for Jewish people, not Jewish school. So this is an area where I see these, these Jewish schools and tradition, they need a little bit, it's for Jewish people. Don't say it's a Jewish school, it's for Jewish people. They need a little bit more in that area because at the end of the day, everybody's throwing parties on Shabbat and eating, and what's, what are you there for? I mean, at least respect. You're not there at that level, no problem. But if you're Jewish, again, what do you, what? It's for Jewish people, not Jewish school. This is where the leadership also, you represent the Jewish school, you have to have, you have to have a little bit greater influence. Something's happening with the influences today. It doesn't appear to be that way. And this is unfortunately, you know, we, we have to try to be better parents. We have to try to demonstrate better. One way or another, we're going we're gonna to get, we're going to pay the, the price. So either we, the, pray, the price of demonstrating, then you don't have to instruct less. But if you don't demonstrate, then you're going to have to deal with all kinds of instructions, etc. Cetera, et cetera. We're, not, we're not all perfect. But ultimately, what we want to do is we want to lead ourselves. That's really the hardest thing here. The hardest thing is once you lead yourself, usually everything falls into, into categories. But when we, don't, we can't lead ourselves, then we're, what are we doing? We're busy leading every other people. So this, is a, there's, this is a very similar concept. When you see people are controlling. They can't control themselves, so they want to try to control others. If you controlled yourself, you wouldn't need to control others. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a very common concept today. So one of the things that we want to really, really do is lead ourselves first. This is how we actualize our potential. And there's a great line that, that I think... <laughs> I could give you this one line and the rest, uh, there's nothing else to talk about. People follow the messenger before they follow the message. The whole class is based on this concept. People follow the messenger before they follow the message. There are no bad teams. There are bad leaders. Now, you're looking at what's going on in America. Are you, are you, do you have hope for what you see as a presidential when at the end of the day they're not taking any kind of responsibility? It's that guy's fault, that guy's fault. What kind of hope could it give? What hope does it give? Instead of saying, you know, we're going to make things better. Things are going to be great. Give people hope. You have to give people hope. You have to give people hope. But when you're saying it's that guy's fault, that guy's fault, just to shield your own ego, it's something that we also do in our lives also that we have to work on. We have to work on not blaming. Key to good leadership is taking accountability, taking responsibility versus becoming blaming others. And that's what, you, that's what we're seeing today outside. So we're just, we've become accustomed to that. So again, people follow the messenger before they follow the message. So if you're talking to your kids, make sure that we are displaying that. If you're talking to your wife, if you're talking to anybody, make sure you are displaying that. Because somehow, this is the pr pretty much, instead of reflection, we end up projecting. It's a very common concept today. Just focus on that message. Am I, am I, is my message aligned 
with what I'm doing? Am I aligned with this message? Am I doing exactly? If I'm telling somebody to be happy, am I happy? No. I, I, I've been to many speeches where the people were talking about simcha. And I'm like, are you, are you kidding? Where, where is the class? I mean, not to be a Scorpio and judgmental, but there was no simcha. Because any simcha is an energy. It's something you feel. It's not something you could talk about. <laughs> it's part of you. It's your face. The way you talk. But simcha, be happy. <laughs> you haven't seen happiness in, in years. And you're talking about simcha. So right away the message is cut. Because you're not showing that. And that's one thing. This is why if you're going to become a public speaker, you need to do a lot of work on yourself. A lot of work on yourself. You need to do a lot of this bodhidut if you're, if you're attempting to. And I'm getting a lot of messages. People want to become speakers. People want to become motivation. You need to do a lot of work on yourself because people will follow the messenger before they'll follow the message. That means you can't be in trauma if you're talking about getting people out of trauma. You have to already overcome that. You've had to over already overcome that. And this is where we have to understand that. Just think about your kids. Start early. Model the way. Lead yourself. And that's actualizing our potential. And again, it's not easy. But at the end of the day, when you work on yourself, you'll see everything else will fall, will fall in place. And this is what, exactly what the Torah is telling us here. The Torah is telling this message black and white. And this is where one of the big, big things he said is one of the biggest things about leadership is, is exactly what Rabbi Nachman says. Rabbi Nachman says, you were created, the whole world was created for you. And you have to see what's missing in the world and you have to come and fix it. Today, we have the opposite problem. What can the world do for me? What can the world do for me? I'm going to a relationship. What can the spouse do for me? What, are they getting, what am I getting out of it? Do you understand the, the problem with that? What can the world do for me you have to ask, what can I do for the world? What gift did God give me so I can do for the world? This is a very Viktor Frankl concept. Don't ask what the world can do for you. Ask what you could do for the world. Look at the Lubavitch Rebbe. set up Chabad's all over the world. Did he ask what the world could do for him? Or did he say, what is missing in the world and what light needs to be in the world? It's exactly what Rav Nachman, the whole world, he even said, the whole world needs me. We're, we have an obligation to teach Amuna to people today. Because Amuna and mental health are very connected. I cannot tell you how much faith and mental health are both connected. You're trying to fix mental health without f- fixing faith? Not possible. Not possible. Because how do you get over the past? How do you get over the past? How do you elevate the past? How do you become stronger from the past? Otherwise the past breaks you. So this is that we have to come to this world. What can the world do for me? What can I do for my marriage? Not what can the marriage do for me? How come we're always frustrated when we're waiting for somebody to do something for us? And what does it turn into? Expectations turn into resentment. How many times have we seen that? But we can say, what can I come into the marriage? When you go out, when you go on a date, what can I do for this person? What can I do for this relationship? What can I do for people? What can I do for this? Imagine if you walked around, how much energy you would have. Just think about it logically. How much energy you would have if you came to the, say, what is missing in this situation? What can I come to fix? Versus becoming a taker. What am I getting out of this? I'm not getting enough. I'm not getting it. And that's why I'm trying to explain to you. There's a great connection between happiness and emuna. Because you're, see, you're not seeing the big picture. You're not seeing the big picture God's showing us the same examples over and over. And again, I can only tell you from my own pain. 
I didn't get this the first time. I did not get this the first time. But I learned the price. I did not get this the first time. I only could tell you of all the things that I've gone through where I've made tremendous amount of I got tremendous amount of experience through failure itself. And again, this is why we have to understand how, how can we become better on a micro level and how can we become better on a, a micro and a macro level? Just think about practically. What would, the world, how could the world, what would happen to the world if you dedicated 15 minutes a day praying for the world today? You would see tremendous change. You could do that. Sacrifice 15 minutes of Instagram for 15 minutes of prayer. You know what that could do for the world? You don't think the world needs prayers? But that's our obligation. Prayers giving to somebody. Charity. All of these things. We, could come, we have to wake up and say, what can I do for the world today? That should be the message. That's a leader. <laughs> that's a leader. It doesn't, a leader doesn't wait until there's a problem. Leader is active. Is active. Is active. Very, very important. What can you do for your household? How about forgive, forgive, your, forgive each other? That's giving. Forgiving. Imagine in a relationship, there's no shalom by because nobody's forgiving each other. What can you do? You, a leader forgives first. A leader doesn't wait to, to, to the other person to apologize. They take the action. They, they, they focus on the good of both of them, not their own good. And this is where the word courage and humility, we want to get, build character, we have to chisel away and we have to get the credibility is ultimately the greatest foundation of leadership. One of all the studies are showing the credibility. And, there's a, and how do we know? Do what you say you're going to do. I mean, as parents, as leader, we have to have that credibility. We're looking, the first thing we look at is what? Credibility. Is this guy credible? No. So anything he says is no good. Why did we all get so, in 2000, 2021, why did we get? Because there was no credibility. There was hypocrisies. It was nothing but hypocrisies. Leaderships in New York, etc. You could do this, but you can't do this. There's no credibility. So when there's no credibility, people check out. People check out. So we have to, are we being credible? Are we showing credibility in our relationships? Are we showing credibility? And remember, it's going to take a lot of sacrifice. But once you do this, things get better. And this is where the word character is, 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 is chiseling away. It's chiseling away. In order to build my character, I have to chis- chisel away what's stopping me from becoming that. That means, that, what do you think prayer is about to do this? Talking to Hashem. Chiseling away all the negativity. I'm chis- chis- chiseling away my, 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 uh, my anger. I'm chiseling away my moodiness. I'm chiseling away. But really, how do you build a beautiful statue? You have to chisel away. We don't come perfect. We come with a lot of schmutz, all of us. Come with a lot of character deflects. A lot of them. It's not whether you're a good person or not. It's whether or not you worked on yourself in this issue. We, all have, we, we pretty much all have the same issues. Let's be honest. We all have our insecurities. We all have our fears. We all have our expectations. We all have that. But whether or not you wake up in the morning, what do I do? I chisel away. <laughs> chisel away. Chisel away. The more you chisel away, the more you're going to get to your core. The more you chisel away of what you need to work on, his bodhidut every day. Imagine you have a beautiful rock. There's a beautiful diamond there. What are you going to do? Wait for you got to chisel away, one day at a time. We don't even look for expectations. We know what needs to be done, and this is exactly what Rabbi Nachman says: Make yourself into nothing. Just chisel away. Chisel constantly. Chisel. Away. 
constantly going to Bittal. And that will, will get us, build our character. At the end of the day, you have character, you have everything. But you need a lot of courage and humility to be able to chisel away. Because remember, we always focus on chiseling other people, <laughs> not chiseling our own brishes. Like the, the wife, that, the, you know, the husband that goes to the, the psychologist. My wife needs Prozac, my kid needs Ritalin, uh, this one needs that one, that one needs that one, that one. And you, you I'm good. <laughs> the guy's asking for, you know, it's, clearly, clearly this is showing us area in our life. And this is why, again, leaders have, another thing the leaders have is they have vision. Rav Nachman says, trust gives you vision. So we have that vision, we have the long-term goals. We're not, again, we're not freaking out, we're not panicking. You have to have that vision. You have to have that vision. I see it clearly. The more trust and bitachon you're going to have, the more vision you're going to have. Remember, trust gives you vision. Trust gives you that bitachon, etc. in life. And this is where you really, really could show your life through your challenges. Did Yosef Atzadik need to teach leadership? Not really. He demonstrated. What did he say? You didn't, I was not sold here, I was sent here. I'm not a victim. I was sent. Great leaders show Moshe Rabbeinu, great leader, the most humblest one. What did he do? He forgave easily instead of taking everything personal. You understand? Great leaders know how to turn it up. But again, the, the, the focus should be more on the demonstration. Your life is your lesson versus your, again, versus your, uh, what, what my, my message is more important the messenger is more important than the message. Another thing that's very, very, very strong in leadership is three things that studies have shown that the most important thing people look at is if the person is charismatic. And he's saying here, there's three ways to build charisma. Number one, you have to have presence. If you want to be charismatic, you have to have presence. That means if we want to sit there and try to make an effect on our kids, on our spouses, etc., we have to physically be present. Because if you're, not, if you're talking to somebody and you're not present, it basically tells you you don't care about them. You know, Steve Wynn, Lahabdil, what did he do? He used to go to all... He, he would go to the, the, the valet and his, and his... He would go to the valet to see how's it going. He would go, go to every department to make sure everybody's happy. To make sure what can we change. So he had a lot of presence. So very, a lot of good leaders have... Shh, a lot of good leaders have presence. They're present. They're present in the relationship. Chil- or children. How many times do you hear the same story? My father was never there for me. So you can't sit there and be the CEO of a company and you're not present. So without presence, we cannot get to charisma. We cannot get to charisma. Believe me, thank God, my wife, my second time around, I'm a completely different father. My wife, she put the seatbelt on. You're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. I was much warmer in, in, this relation, in this with my children than the first relationship. Again, we have to learn. But I see the difference. I see the difference. So you have to have presence. Be fully engaged. Whatever you're doing, be engaged. Like whatever you, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. The second is you have to show them a sense of power, a sense of confidence. that they, you, have, you believe that that person can give that. Not limited beliefs. We want to never have limited beliefs. We never want to talk down to people. You could do better instead of you're bad or you're good. You could do better. We can all do better. We don't want to have that concept of, of, of that concept of you're stupid or you're not stupid whether you did good or not. You could do better. 
The third is warmth. Warmth. Chabad 101. Why in the world is Chabad taking over every single place? Very, very rarely you will go into a Chabad house that has not warmth, that doesn't have warmth. Period. What's the magic recipe? Warmth. Can you guarantee you're going to go get warmth in every congregation? No. But I can guarantee you, you will get warmth in a Chabad. Why is it working? Why are they out doing? Why are they outdoing every single sector? At the end of the day, there's warmth. Warm cells. Whether the people are religious, whether the people are not religious, warmth cells. Something we need to understand that. Warmth cells. We have to be warm with our kids. We have to be warm with our spouses. We have to be warm. When people are cold, they check out. They check out. So this is presence, power, and warmth. High expectations, high warmth. Remember that the concept. High expectations, no warmth, goes, to, goes sour. So we can all learn from We can all become better. And that equals charisma. That equals charisma. When you have those three, you're charismatic. And look at good leaders. They're charismatic. They have that. Their presence, their power, their warmth. This is what we want. This is when we want to show up to relationships. We want to have confidence. We want to be present in the relationship. We want to be warm. Marriage 101, at the end of the day. What happens when you lose the warmth in marriage? You, you, don't, you, don't, you lose the charisma. What happens if you lose that confidence? They don't respect you. What happens if you lose the presence? My husband doesn't pay attention to me. I mean, that's charisma. That's charisma. It's funny how that's exactly what Rabbi Nachum tells us in Lesson 1. You have to find the chachma in everything. You have to see the light in everything. That means you have to be present in everything. And to the degree that I put energy into something, that's the energy that I got. And the last, the last few steps, another, another secret to leadership is obviously practice appreciation. People will outdo their paycheck if you appreciate them. But if you don't appreciate them, they're not going to show up. So appreciation is one of the greatest... The appreciation is one of the greatest, greatest things you want to do to get people to follow you. Appreciate them. When we don't appreciate them, you're not going to get employees to end up doing what you want. And believe me, I've, <laughs> I can see this black and white. When you appreciate people, they'll go out of their way to do things for you. But when you don't appreciate them, they're not going to do what you say. So again, we have, we have beautiful tools here. And this is all under the concept of machut. Ultimately, what we're doing is we're mimicking our Creator. We're mimicking our Creator. If you want to get down to the tachlis of the whole point of everything, is you're mimicking your Creator. Your Creator is warm to your Creator's presence. But unfortunately, sometimes we don't have that view of our Creator. But again, so again, let's, let's review. Focus before you even talk. Because remember, a humble person recognizes, what do I need to change? What do I need to fix? An arrogant person is too busy con- changing everybody but themselves. See the difference? This is the, diff- the biggest, this is why we're not getting the break here. And why, why is one getting the break and why is one not getting the break? It's because one says, I need to fix myself. My marriage is not good. What do I need to do? Whether I need to wake up earlier, whether I need to do this. The minute, and I can tell you from my own experience, guys. The minute, the minute, because what happens is when you become better, you stop judging. 
which automatically sends positivity to the person. Humility is the greatest way to get God to fix things for you. But when we are not working on ourselves, and what we're doing is criticizing, with the, we become Virgos all day long. You're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing this. Who in the world wants to be with somebody who's all day long criticizing? Who in the world wants to be with somebody who's criticizing? Who in the world wants it? It's because they criticize themselves a lot too much. So they have to criticize you too. Who in the world wants to be in that relationship? Who in the world wants to be criticized all day long? We don't have the, co- we don't have the energy for that. Nobody can handle that. As strong as you are, you want to be appreciated, you don't want to be criticized. So if our marriage is looking like a C-, minus, if our leadership is looking like a C-, minus, we need to get that score up. And there's a reason why it's happening. This is why some of the suggestions you have to do is read Tomer Devorah. Tomer Devorah will teach you how to be a great leader. Ultimately, when we get to the greatest areas of our lives is when we can only see the good in people. That is the, if I could tell you what is a score, what, how do I get to the score in life? What, what's the highest score? We, we, we all, all the time we have these scores. Is that you should walk around and see only the good in people. And you should, anything bad you see in them is just a limitation that they have. But you would you never call them bad. Confuse. Nebuch, they need work, they need help, but not, not bad. It shouldn't make you angry. If we're walking around like a hothead all day long, being pissed off by people, that means we are, we are lacking that ourselves. We are lacking that ourselves. And, and evidently the world is not seeing this picture. There's no, the leadership is not there. This is why the world is chaotic. All you have to do is give people a little hope. Give people hope. Things are going to get better. Don't worry, we'll lower gas prices. Things will get better. All you have to be is show the vulnerability. You know what? We could have done better in this. We misestimated this. We're going to do this. Give people that hope. And you could change everything. But when people have no direction, they have no, they have no direction, what do you think they're going to turn into? So remember, power, presence, and warmth. That is charisma. When you have that charisma... You could be a leader. And then your message, they'll follow the messenger, they'll follow the message. We can go to a class on Amuna, and the guy looks like he got hit by a bus. His face doesn't show Amuna. Rabbi Rush, when Rabbi Rush talks about Amuna, you feel it in your bones. You feel Amuna in your bones. It's not a question about, when I'm with Rabbi Rush, when he talks about Amuna, there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> I feel it. I'm vibrating. I feel that energy. Guys, we have to have more Muna. I mean, right away, you don't feel it. You don't feel it. So this is why we have to work on be getting, becoming that. And this is what we have to learn this week from the leadership. If they had good leadership, they wouldn't have failed. They would have given confidence. Hey, you know where we just came from? To, to lose like that, to blow the leadership like that, to cry for no reason when you have greatness inside of you, that was the problem. So this is what we have a major lesson to learn. And we could all make tweaks. And again, there's no way to change the world unless you change yourself. Jordan Peterson has a great line. Before you change the world, make sure your bed is made. Clean up, make your bed first. How many of us, we want to change the world, we don't want to, we don't, we don't want to make our bed. Have a great day.